Don't make nobody kill your dream. Hey, your dream. Don't make nobody kill your dream. Them can't kill your dream. Hello, friends. Today I am bringing back one of my favorite episodes with my dear friend Helen Yuan, who is now in the ethers and everywhere around us. And I wanted to honor her um, and her memory by sharing this beautiful episode, which was the last one of season four. In this episode, Helen and I discuss what it feels like to change your mind and your career later in your life and how going all in is the only way to go. So please listen in and um, enjoy the ride. And I also wanted to announce that if you are interested in coaching, um, my waitlist is now open. If you sign up, you'll be the first to know when I have registration open for August and even September, which are very busy times. So if you want to find out when registration opens, go to my website, sign up to the waitlist. There's also a link in the body of this um, episode. Or if you know you're ready to go, just book an intro chat. Let's talk and I'll get you all set up. And I can't wait to see you and support you. But for now, sending love. Helen, I love you wherever you are. I know you're around me, but I love you. I feel like we're like sister friends now, Helen, since we started connecting and I feel such a strong connection to you and your beautiful products. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Paula. Yeah, I, I agree. I feel like we're sister friends. <laughs> I feel like I've known you forever for some strange reason, like another lifetime. No, it's true. I feel like we've been kind of on each other's atmosphere somehow and when we finally connected a couple of weeks ago and you invited me to participate in that beautiful retreat you created, we started, when we talked on the phone, which by the way, took forever for us to finally get to that point because the universe was not. But when we did, it was like, oh, hey, Helen. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's nice to find people like that, that you just vibe with without having to make it you know, connection. Yeah. When it's like a, a true, I mean, uh, we're all energy after all, and we are all connected whether we want to admit it or not. But I think there's definitely a common thread between some people where they meet and you know how they say that we're vibrating at different fr frequencies and some same, but there's definitely when you come across a person where you're vibing at the same frequency, you know it. And it's, it's not from this lifetime. It may be from a different galaxy, but I feel that even through your products, I would love to know how did you end up doing what you're doing? Because I know you're a reformed fashion victim. <laughs> <laughs> I am a fashion victim. <laughs> you know, I feel like this work found me. I, you know, went through some tragedy in life. And in that tragedy, I found different natural methods that really worked. And bathing was one of them. And it really pieced me together, you know, and really helped me to heal myself through a very difficult period. And in that time, there was also really high demand, you know, for what I was doing at work. It was super stressful. I was like launching three different lines for three different clients. 
yet my life was like falling apart. And then how do you piece yourself together during that time? And so bathing was one of the rituals that I started incorporating into my life. And as I, I started creating these formulas, my friends took notice because I would like post it on Instagram. And then everybody wanted to know what that was or how to do that. And it just kind of naturally evolved into a brand. So the beginning of my brand, when I launched it, I launched the four bathrooms is what I call them because it was more than just salt in a bath. It was everything that I learned, you know, I, I'm a Reiki practitioner as well. And so I, you know, really work with energy. And so what I noticed was that when I soaked with stones and essential oils and music, it was like unlocking different layers of myself to be kind to myself. And in that practice, I came up with the four brews and made custom music for each intention and formulas that, you know, really unlocked your heart, which is like center your heart is one of them. Then there's emerge from the fog. And that's like to clear your head when you can't see where you're going. Feet on the ground is like for when you feel like you're out of your body and you need to be grounded, you know, to make decisions. And then shoot into the stars is like when you have the creativity, but you're blocked. And so how do you unlock that? So I found like that was kind of the spaces where I was getting stuck in my process of healing. So I would spend a lot of time bathing and working it out, you know, and the music was really tremendous for me because the music was almost like a landscape cinematic music. So I dropped into being the protagonist in my own video or in my own movie. And so when I would have my eyes closed and kind of almost rewatch some things in my life that were not so savory, it like helped me to accept, you know, accept it and be okay with it and heal through it. And so I feel like I'm a beneficiary of my products, you know, and it's been nice to get feedback that people have learned to be kinder to themselves in bathing in my products. So I feel like it's so rewarding. Just to make a disclaimer to anyone listening or to everyone listening, you will hear background sounds. As you know, everybody's at home. There's no studios. So. <laughs> But I actually love, like, now you were speaking, Helen, and a bird started singing. Oh, really? And I just felt like I was next to you. Yeah, now with a dog, like, I feel like I'm in your home with you. And you have this warmth about you that comes across in the way you speak, but also in the way that you curate things. Because your product, from the scent, the texture, the color the packaging and the whole composition of it. And then you curated that we can retreat so beautifully and the people you pulled in together and the imagery. And I remember having a conversation with you and, and how you were saying when you get an idea, you kind of spin with it, but some people can do that and, and create something a little erratic, but you actually, when you pull everything together, like we were just talking about my daughter has allergies Mm -hmm. And you immediately were like, oh, we could do this. I could do that. And I'm going to research it. 
But I'm sure you're going when you land it. It's like you go, you expand, and like you said, you have this landscape. But you have this beauty on how you bring things back together that is so palpable. Thank you so much. That's so sweet. I feel really fortunate, Bala. Like I've spent a lot of time, you know, with people and I've just amazing people in my life, like with a wellness retreat, there's no way I would have been able to pull that together myself, you know, and there's Anitra and Vanessa who are alongside with me and like they participated and pulled in, you know, their favorite people. And, and so I always feel like I'm a beneficiary of other people's goodwill, you know? And, and I think it's almost like a pay forward, right? Like, like I feel that people just do extraordinary things to help me with my business because I'm a small business, you know, it's very bootstrapped, but people just show up in like amazing ways. And then I feel like a natural, not even an obligation, but a desire to also show up for other people that way. So it's a real kind of, I guess, in a way, the song that comes in my head's like the psych, the, the circle of life, you know, <laughs> it really is like it, it really, I feel like when you put out good energy, truly good energy comes back to you. And then everything doesn't have to be such an effort, you know, and it's, it's funny, my business, I was telling someone recently, every time I try to fashion my business, meaning like push it really hard, it rejects me. Like I can't, I can't work in that same manner doing this kind of energy work, which is what I see my products is just an extension of that, you know? So when I'm creating the product, when I'm blending the product, I really have to be in a harmonizing situation and having moved to California for my mom, like, and being in nature, like I'm steeped in the nature here, you know, and I'm like outside of LA proper now. And, and so it's like, so calm and peaceful. Like you, you, you were talking about the birds, like every day I sit at my desk, sometimes just like staring into nothing and just listening, you know, but I almost feel like that's the best time to get information is mm. in that stillness. Absolutely. And, you know, it, it is within that stillness that we face ourselves and we can learn so much because when you remove all the distraction and all the noise, you can't do anything but listen. And what I love the most about your story is that when you confronted or when you came face to face with yourself in a moment of how you said tragedy in your life, you did have an outlet. And from that outlet, you created something so beautiful. To me, when we create and we want to share something that has helped us and supported us as an experience, we're connecting with other people. And it's almost like, you know, I was, I had an earlier guest and she has a supplement company. And it's a similar, there's a common thread between all these women like you that I speak with that I admire so much because from personal experience, from a lot, you know, a hard moment, finding your own truth, finding something that healed you and wanting to pass that forward. It's so mission driven and it's so beautiful, but it's like, you just want everybody to feel good. 
Yeah, it's so true. It's, it's, there's such a deeper thing for me with my business now, you know, where before in fashion, I, I really desired it, but for some reason, I, I never felt so connected with people in the way that I do now. And I feel like I'm much more comfortable in being uncomfortable. <laughs> mm. And like, I really see that it's okay, you know, when I don't feel comfortable in things and, and feel like I don't have to bad myself into situations, you know, and before I used to almost feel like I, I could never fit into the suit. Like I could never really fully be myself in situations. And, and I feel like really grateful that in my business, you know, it's all really driven out of curiosity. So, you know, every conversation I have with people, it's, you know, there's always, everyone's dealing with a health issue or how do they solve something, you know? And I feel like now being armored and empowered with so much knowledge and, and aromatherapy and herbal way of living, it really has helped me to like, I just feel so empowered by it, you know? And mm -hmm. I see that may, um, more so now that I'm back living with my mother who's ill and, you know, she's on dialysis. And so all kinds of things kind of happen to her body, you know, because the draining, you know, every day she's hooked on the machine for eight hours. So when they, it drains, sometimes it drains too much. So then it causes mm -hmm. this itchiness on her skin mm -hmm. um, that, you know, like the, she was itching so bad it was bleeding. So then I like had to like kind of figure out what oils can support her and what base oils can I use to help to heal and relieve that itch, you know, and, or is it a hydrosol? And so like, I feel like it, it gives me so much empowerment to be able to find resolution. So I ended up using like an aloe base and then blended in like oils. And, you know, now it's like her staple mm. and it helps her whole body to feel at ease and, and because the aloe's cooling, so then, you know, it feels good. Like, yeah. And so it's, it's nice to be able to find these natural solutions and not have to purchase any synthetic products or overpay for products, you know, when I can blend it. So I, yeah, stuff like that makes it so satisfying, I have to say. No, and it's it's such a you know. There's nothing wrong with wanting to dress people. I I was a fashion designer as well, and yeah, I think we all be we actually kind of start with the same intention of we want a gift and we want to make people feel good, and it it starts from this from this place of wanting to give and wanting to do something beautiful, right? But we we soon discover that that industry is not very much based on that in in its core. It's about making money at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah. And there's a thousand people in a room trying to decide what color the button should be, right? Or you know how to move the print or whatever it is, and it becomes really draining because you know for a long time you I'm I'm sure you can relate. People think designers are weird or 
unstructured or, you know, like there's all these quirks about being a creative person. And for a long time, I could see what, what they said, you know, because it, 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 it's more fluid. It's more of a feminine energy. You know, this is fast forward decades later when I started getting into, you know, the energetics of things. Yeah. And you realize all it is, is that you're kind of disrupting. There's a flow in creativity and creativity doesn't only apply to design. It, you can yeah. say you're designing your line. You're designing your product. It's design, even though it's a different type of design. Design to me is solving a problem. Right, exactly. And it's all a, a problem very beautifully, but there's there's something about a woman or somebody that identifies more with their feminine energy and being able to be in that flow as opposed mm-hmm. to be attached to a calendar, a production deadline, vendors, <laughs> twenty seven executives telling you, you know, merchants, and when you're in your element, the creativity just gets amplified. Yeah, it does. It's like, I, I, I really, you know, love design. Like I love, I love fittings. I love the process. I love the complication of it, you know? <laughs> and I think that's why I, I do so well in this because like, you know, in my course that I, I went through, we smell 350 oils and learn. Yeah. And we're learning all the Latin binomials and which is like what the real name of the oil is. Mm. And, you know, and, and your nose, you know, starts getting to be very acute. Like I can smell very different. Like I, you could blindfold me at this point now and I could pick the right lavender, you know, or I could pick the right high grade, whatever. And and so it's like this other kind of training where in fashion, my eyes got really good where in a fitting, I could see a quarter inch on the hem off, you know, like, and it's amazing. Like, I feel like human beings are so amazing when they're trained, you know, they have mm-hmm. a trained eye or a trained whatever, you know? And so, yeah, you're right. It's still super creative in what I'm doing and, I think because I love cooking so much too. I think in a past life I was a chef. <laughs> but it's, I feel like it's all of these, you know, I, I don't know how this is going to be perceived, but I'm going to say it. Okay. <laughs> I do believe that if you identify a lot with your feminine energies, you know, men and women, we all have both masculine and feminine. Yeah. But there is something about cooking and touching and creating with your hands that is very feminine energy which for a long time we've fought because you know feminism was actually kind of leaning more into your masculine energy Uh before not the new feminine i feel like the new feminist is i like to work and i like to cook and right. I like to put hands on, but I also like to be, you know, naked or whatever. It's yeah. like, it's everything that you want to be. But for me, for so long, I was like, I'm, I, I don't have to cook and I don't have to do this. And I don't, and then one day I was like, fuck, I actually really like to do all this, like, <laughs> quote unquote, woman stuff. And it's not because I'm a woman, but it's, it is part of that flow of creation. And, you know, we're so in touch. Well, I mean, yeah. we are the creators. We are the ones with the womb. We're the ones that can make the baby. So True. creating, it's kind of like embedded in 
in the female energy. Did you see a shift in yourself when you had your children? Because I, I, I feel like a lot of my girlfriends, you know, really get in touch with their feminine energy in a different way than single women that, or, or women who don't have children, like, you know, and there's nothing wrong with not having children. I don't have children, but like, I do see my friends who have had children really like harness this like deep mama bear, you know, like there's this Mm -hmm. feminine, it could almost be masculine energy, but it's like, it's really beautiful, you know? And I, I, I often feel a little envious of it. I'm like, I want to know what that feels like. Like not, not the children, not necessarily the children, but like that energy. It's like, it's a <laughs> really, the children. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I want to have children, but I'm also resolved if I don't have children is what I'm saying. But yeah. Like, no, I think it's just, it's no, because my, my grand, my grandmother says one of the best things about being a grandma is that you can give the children back. Yeah, that's the best thing about being an aunt. <laughs> you can borrow them and you can give them back. But, yeah. you know, yeah, to answer your question, you know, for a long time, it wasn't even a top of mind decision that I was definitely embodying more of my masculine energies. It was just part of the role I was playing in terms of career and a modern woman. And I moved to New York and I'm hustling, you know. Yeah. The word hustle, which I can't stand. Hard working, I can't stand. Discipline, I can't say all of those words now I reject. Mm-hmm. Because to me that was kind of like the way you had to be to to be successful when that even that definition of success wasn't even what I really wanted in the end. But I know I'm I'm kind of getting off topic, but that's how no. I speak as a woman <laughs> going yeah, in all no. directions. But going back to answer your question yes definitely at that point in my life when I had my daughter who was my first child at 35 I was at the top of my career senior director leading my department da 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 and then I'm pregnant and but I was just like no I'm gonna work through this thing and I'm gonna go back to work right away you know like the whole setup yeah and when you have, when you birth a child, not even when you carry it, you start, re- like, you're like, okay, something's happening that's very out of my control and everything is, you know, things are happening that I'm just going to kind of go with the flow. Sometimes you can resist it or not. But what happens is once you do have this person, there's a hormonal release. And again, it's something you can't control mm-hmm. and you, you kind of, it become a mother you become your that that hormonal release mm-hmm. that flushes your body that now you are in this motherhood role where one thing i can tell you is even if nobody tells you you know or teaches you like what to do with your baby when the baby is born you can you just know mm-hmm. it's just like this powerful like all right now I'm this I'm in this mode and you're focused and you don't sleep. You're everything you do everything. But you come face to face with this realization of holy moly, what just happened now? And all of my priorities or all the plans that I had in place as my, you know, five year, ten year plan, right. which is another terminology that I can't deal with. 
<laughs> yeah. completely broke down. And now then I was faced with like a, it wasn't even a midlife crisis, but like a, a crisis, an existential crisis. Yeah. Because you're like, okay, now all the things that I wanted, maybe I don't want. I just want to be here with this person. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I, I definitely feel like I'm balancing out. I, I feel like what happened for me being in fashion was my, I was very masculine and masculine energy being that I, I did a lot of output, you know, like, like the way I think of masculine energies doing the work, like doing, going, 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 you know, handling the hard work, all that stuff you're talking about. And, and now I'm more like I give and take right with myself. So like when I was saying that I kind of sit and I just absorb and, and listen, that's like me tapping into my feminine and being intentional about it. And then also allowing myself to do it. And I read this article not too long ago saying that, when you actually stare out the window and you like basically daydream, you know, it's really good for your brain. It's almost mm. like powering down the computer because you're actually stimulating creativity in that time. And that's kind of what I felt being back here steep in the nature is that I have that time that is allowed to, to, think of nothing, you know, and, and a lot of times that's what meditation automatically kind of does for us, you know, is mm -hmm. that it gives us the opportunity to be at zero. And then, then you can continue building from that, you know, point. And so like, it's almost like washing your eyes is also the way I envision it. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, like when I meditate, a lot of times, like I, I really try to have a daily meditation practice. And I know when I'm in really good meditation, when my third eye pops open, being, you know, right between your, your eye, you can really see, visualize, you know, and I could just see movement or I always get this kind of like, almost like a slash in, in my view where I can see a little picture and it'll, it'll kind of show me different landscapes. And I, I often feel like those are the places that I, I end up seeing in my life, you know, like I, I'll be there. And it's happened before where, like, I kept seeing Peru, and I've never seen the Sacred Valley. And then I was standing in the Sacred Valley, and I haven't seen that vision for three months, you know. So mm. it's like, like, I think meditation really gives you that kind of further view of like, where are you going? Not because you're pushing for it, but because you're guided to those areas in life, you know? Yeah, I know. It's almost like the letting go of the planning and the yeah. kind of, you know, strong arming yourself into a direction that may not be the one as, you know, is the basic difference between doing and being. Yes. And we are often just doing stuff. And, you know, now that we're going through this very unpredictable time, even though we're, you know, now everything paused, now yeah. everybody's at home, worldwide, globally, we're all going through the same thing. And it's a huge hit on the pause 
button and everybody, even if you're working or, you know, for a, a, a different person and you're working from home and whatnot, there's just this huge opportunity to really understand how we've been doing things, what's effective about it, what is not, do we want to continue doing that? If if we do, how do we reset it? Because you realize when you're taken out of the environment mm-hmm. of the corporate or the, the, you know, the group environment where you've been working in, that a lot of the stuff that goes on, it's completely unnecessary. We're just right. doing stuff to do stuff to validate our paycheck. And it's like, yep. We could actually be condensing, editing, streamlining all of these emails, meetings, conversations into just like, maybe we don't do anything at this moment right now. You, yeah. Everybody can go in and just think, which is, you know, most of the biggest inventions up until the technological age were done by people that, you know, their revelation came under a tree or in the right. bathtub. Right. Or when they woke up from a nap. Yeah. Like, oh my God, there it is. Well, I think this is such a good time for people to reevaluate. You know, I, I'm doing this right now of how do I really want to live? You know, what, what doesn't belong in my life and what, where do I need to harness my energy and put my energy into? And it's not about working harder, but really working smarter. And I really desired actually for a long time, like when I thought about as my company expands and, you know, bringing people on full time and things like that, I, I, I really envisioned my business to be on a like four day work week, you know, and mm-hmm. I wanted people to be able to be with their families more than they are with people at work, you know, and I and just hearing and seeing that a lot of businesses are going to start doing a lot of work, remote work and allowing people to be at home really like brings so much kind of happiness in my heart because I've really believed in that philosophy of allowing that to happen, you know? And so, you know, I, I just, I'm looking forward to, I feel like I don't, I know, everybody in their lifetime have has not experienced something like this. But I do find that it's really helping us ground and connect to be human beings. Like, I know, like, even like my neighbors, normally people would just walk by and not even greet you, you know, and now it's like people will wave at you, and they connect with you because they're like, you know, it's like, we're going through this together, you know, yeah. and you don't really say anything, but you just kind of like, you you can't see the smile because we're under a mask. But, <laughs> you see but, the eyes, you see the yeah, eyes. There, there's this eye connection. And, and I, I feel like people, you know, it's like, we all just get it, you know, on different levels, but like, you're like, I got it. And you just kind of acknowledge each other. And I just really, I find that it's been really beautiful seeing people come together in that way. And, you know, like even doing this whole PPE donations and just seeing tons of people donate money. And like, you know, we were able to give like almost 4,000 PPE, Wow! you know, articles and the hospitals were so grateful. Like I just, I wish I could have recorded all my interactions, you know, and 
even like my local hospitals around here, they were just like thanking me, you know, because people forget about them, you know? Mm. And, and so it's like, but that's such a coming together, you know, and people donated. Yeah. I even have people donate from other countries, you know, Mm. crazy to me, but so awesome, you know? And, and also like my factories that do my packaging and then one of my girlfriends who works with the clothing factory, they sent like hundreds of masks to us to pass out. And they're like in China and Taiwan and all these different countries. And they were collecting masks and sending it to us. So it was just, it's been such a beautiful experience for me through this. And then just, just being able to see that, you know, we can come together and really make a difference. and you know, help the people in the front line, you know, despite, you know, whatever's going on with politics and all that, like it's, you know, when we all come together, we can really make things happen. Well, Um, you know, it's, it, I've always told my, my children that we don't, we don't have a TV going here. We don't have a TV. If, if we watch TV is we pick a movie to watch as a family. My husband may watch the new, I barely like, we don't even turn the thing on, but huh. when we do, there's usually something, you know, they, you, they, they see what's going on and it's mostly scary stuff. So my daughter will make a comment like, you know, what if something bad happens? X or X, Y, and so I tell her, you know, sweetie, there's more good people in the world than not. Mm-hmm. It's just that what we're shown is the, the stuff that sells news the stuff that sells, you know, the stuff that gets people to watch more. Right. Not, if everybody will be saying, oh, here, everything is great. Or in this place, nothing happened. There's nothing to tell. Mm-hmm. But I feel to your point that when when humans in general, I feel like when we see that somebody needs something, we innately just want to help. So all it takes is for somebody like how you what you did. You said, you know what, guys, I'm going to collect money and we're going to make some masks. People are like, all right, I'll help you do that. Yeah. If I would say, hey, guys, I, I need help with feeding somebody here in my neighborhood doesn't have food. Yeah. You can but people are going to show up. And that's what we do. But the problem is a lot of times we don't know how, when, why, you know, because th- we don't get to the nitty gritty of things. It's if if we get into the loop of the me- the media and the loop of the the bigger conversation that's being kind of projected onto us, mm-hmm. we're never going to know really how, when, or what to help. But yeah. when we go down to the basics and we, it's almost like pick anything. People want to come out and help. And people want to, the same way that by you creating a product line and you want to help people through this gift that you're giving when somebody asks for help for anything, people, I, I think it's human nature to actually want to help mm-hmm. rather than not. It's only a very small number of people that don't. The problem is that those are the ones that are that get magnified. Oh, yeah. look at these guys with guns walking into this place menacing. You know what? If you zoom out, it was a handful of people. Yeah. Yeah. Assholes, percentage, right. I wouldn't even talk about these people. Right. Like, why are we talking about them? Why are we talking about Helen, who got thousands of people to to participate in 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 sending medical workers some out? You know what I'm saying? We should we don't talk about that enough 
because the fear mongering is what sells news. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing that I I found is that you really have to control what you're consuming, right? And I don't have a TV either. I haven't had a TV for 15 years. And, you know, when I do watch news, I'm very selective with what I'm putting, you know, I do a lot of research behind who's the news that they're putting out there that I consume. And then I also, a lot of times, talk directly to people who are actually in the front line. So Mm -hmm. luckily, two of my closest, dearest friends on the West Coast and the East Coast are in the front lines battling COVID and have COVID patients. And I've been supporting them energetically through this whole process. So I get a lot of like real time news from them. Mm -hmm. And even prior to when COVID started building up, they were already telling me to start stocking up, you know? So like, I, you know, I'm really, I like try to keep my pulse with people that are actually in the process of that. And I feel really fortunate about that, but that kind of brings me to the point of community, you know, like when I was telling you about like the wellness retreat, you know, all, a lot of those women who showed up, like including yourself, are not only people I admire and really am so grateful for what you're putting out on your channels and the positivity you're putting out is like, I've either, you know, healed with them, did their course, did Reiki sessions with them, gone on retreats. Like, you know, they're just such solid people. So it was like so amazing to get everybody that I love and cherish in one place to like, help to lift the spirits, you know? And so it's like, it really takes community of people to like really make movements towards positivity because there is so much fear mongering out there. And I think that, you know, I I feel like there is such an awakening that's happening for people. And I really think it's such a beautiful process. And some of us have been doing the work a bit longer than others. But it's so important to not run from it, you know, and and on the other side of it, so much comes out from it, you know, and I think more and more, I just like look my fear into the eyes of my fear and then I just go for it. You know, I just stop. I've learned more and more to stop like questioning my fear and questioning why am I fearful of it? And then I just take it on. And so, you know, you become less fearful. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I love that you said that because for me, it's not even about being fearless. It's about understanding the risk and doing it anyway, because that to me is being great. It's not not being afraid. If you wouldn't be afraid, you're a sociopath or there's something wrong. (laughs) Yeah. It's like you're not afraid of anything. Yeah. You know. Yeah, because my friend who is a ER nurse, she's a a registered nurse, and she leading up to COVID, I remember when I was talking to her, I said, you know, how are you doing? And she says, you know, right now I'm just training, I'm just training myself to be brave. Like, I know this outbreak is going to happen and I don't know what I'm going into, but I'm trying to get the courage to do it. 
And I was like, wow, you know, like you really do have to have courage, you know? And I mean, they were dealing with cases where, you know, she's watching someone who's like 32 years old, just plummet and, and like die, you know? And it's, it's, it was really intense where she figured out that she was in triage and when she's checking in the the patient, that may be the very last time that the family sees them. And she had to have conversations with these families. Like if there's anything you need to say to your family member, like I would say it now because you don't know if you'll make it out, you know? And, and so it, it was such an intense period when it first started happening and it still is like, you know, in New York city, my friend who's a nurse in New York city, she said her shift started at seven by eight o'clock. She had two people die on her. Like, and you know, it's just, it's just so intense, you know? And, and so on the day off what they do, like I've sent them like tons of care packages to help them to soak, you know, and to like clear and clean their energy. And so I have them on, you know, protocol. They have like all of my inhalers, you know, they do palm inhalation, they do the steaming. So on the days off, they've been doing a lot of self-care. And so, and then they eat well, you know, what's nice is like Whole Foods has been like sponsoring food. And so they're able to get health, freshy, fresh, a colorful food, you know? And so like all those things, I feel like, you know, you really can, even though in that, like, help yourself be grounded. And so I just really admire them so much for the service that they're doing and really amazed how resilient that they've been through it, you know, and there's moments where they call me just broken, you know, because mm-hmm. like, it's, you know, they really couldn't do anything to fight for their patient, you know, and you know, those, those times you just, I just kind of like hold that space, you know, for them to be broken. It's okay. It's, 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 you know, that's, these guys are the brave ones. They they can't not, not do it. I mean, they could choose somehow to maybe not do that, but facing that every day and, you know, thank you for doing that for them and being able to support them from within so that they can go and show up and, and support these families that are going through this. I wanted to know, Helen, what are some of the things you're doing for yourself? Because you're helping so many people as well. What are the things you're doing? And by the way, love to mom. How is she? She's good. She's improving. Her numbers are getting better. You know, we're getting on the donors list for her kidney. And unfortunately I can't be a donor, but yeah, it it feels hopeful. She's, you know, I think me being back has really helped a lot. And I think for me, self-care is, you know, really, I allow myself to rest now, you know, and, and I, you know, have my juice tonics in the morning. I do my meditations in the morning. I drink teas throughout the whole day. And like I was telling you, I allowed myself to zone out, you know, (laughs) and, you know, before it's so I'm so like, go, 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 you know, and there are definitely days where there's like appointments, but 
I also don't pack my schedule the same way where I force myself 50 appointments in a week, you know, which was what happened before. Mm -hmm. And now I, I really pace myself and give myself time. And I'm also blending, right? So I'm making the product. So I, yeah, I just kind of try to flow with my schedule and keep it really light. I used to also be over social. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, I just kind of am learning more to self care in a way where I'm giving back to myself and replenishing myself so I can be out there to give, you know? Yes. Strengthening, strengthening yourself through rest and through being and embodying, you know, I, I, I think I told you this in one of our conversations a few weeks back where when I think of you, I think of earth, like you are, it's almost like you are an extension of literally the the ground and the plants and the dirt and the flowers. And you're just kind of like giving a little bit of you. (laughs) I was like, and here you go. (laughs) That I, you know, talk to every month with a group of women. She always, you know, reminds us to be of earth. So it's so nice, like to get that feedback from you, because I'm always like, you know, thinking a lot about Mother Earth, you know, and how to stay. You are Earth. And Helen, if somebody would want to get their hands on your beautiful, I mean, I'm the inhaler is my savior. I took the bath the other day and it just like renewed me. I still have to use a steamer, but if people wanted to get your beautiful gifts, where can they find you? Well, we're in the process of getting ready to launch out the new product. So the inhaler is new. And so it's not on the site yet. But funny enough, people keep DMing me because they see it pop up in different places. So I've just been selling it underground. So (laughs) you can be the first to get it if you want to just DM me. And I've just been making care kits, you know, out of my new products. And that's been really amazing to get that feedback because people have really been feeling super taken care of through that. And so, you know, you could purchase online right now. There's a gift with purchase. And so with the Mother's Day coming up, I am putting together care kits for mommies. So, and I include an inhaler and I include the flower steam, the botanical flower steam, and I include a mask in there. And so, and all of it is natural, no synthetics, no paraben, no fillers, all really high grade ingredients. And yeah, and they're effective. Oh, they are. They are. So I'm going to indulge in my flower steam and I'll <laughs> let you know how that goes. Yeah. But thank you so much, Helen, for spending this time today with us. And I'm sure everyone that's listening is going to send out super healing golden light vibes to you and your mama. Okay. And we're going to put out there that she gets her her kidney. She gets what she needs. She's going to get it. We're going to yeah. do it. Yeah. It's going to happen. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. Admire you so much as a person. Back at you. So we'll stay in touch and keep it coming, girl, because you're you're saving a lot of people. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to learn more, 
please visit my website, paolaatlason.live, and you can also find us on Instagram at paola.atlason. Sending you so much love and thank you. <laughs>